last time on Geek Force, the squad talks about The Mandalorian, Chapter 14, was a real tragedy. Tune in to find out why. We discuss Assassin's Creed and the release of Cyberpunk 2077, and we wrap talking about some KFC romance film on Lifetime. Cat will tell you more about that. But see what's happening today on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Cat. With me today is the awesome G Squad of Eming, Gray, and Marlon. Welcome, you guys. And guess what? This is our last show of 2020. Dun, 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 dun. Yay! We did it! We did it! After a Nobody whole Nobody died! Oh. Everybody, nobody I mean, died. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, nobody here died. Okay. I, was say, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I got a resurrection. Nobody here in the room let's not, died. Let's not, you're right. Let's you're not right. jinx the post the the post mortem uh, post uh, uh, launch here of this uh, podcast. Right, right, right. I'll be like tomorrow. Hey, Amy, I'm a ghost. What's up? But <laughs> you still got things to do. You're the first I person can. I'm going to hunt. Hey, I'm a ghost. <laughs> but we're still recording on Monday evening, so you know. Cat would do that. Cat would be like, so we still on, right? Like, I know I'm doing everything in the funeral yesterday, but like I have I have thoughts on Wonder Woman I can't log on the squad cast, but I'm here. Yo, 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 I just saw that Spider-Man movie in heaven. I got words. I know everything. I would be the coolest ghost ever. Let's just say that. Maybe just um, in all these like pre-show. Like that, I saw all these movies bef- before they were like sent out and edited. This movie is terrible. So is this gonna be like your thing you do on with the twenty first? You're gonna like just become like supreme <gasps> be superhero ghost cat. Is that gonna be your thing? And can travel through. I had to go on Duly an noted. internet deep dive of like what the hell is this summer twenty first all about? <laughs> I don't understand. So I'm like Google, like I literally googled black people December 24th. <laughs> <laughs> and the first entry literally is like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so I'm like, the end it responds. And I'm like, okay, thank God. I was the only black person like, what's this? So can someone explain it to our guests? I'm our guest, our audience who has no fucking clue what this talking about means. It is very it? Geek Force related. It is very I know, it, it is. It is. <laughs> it needs an explanation, though. So, okay. what the hell so, it means? I, I feel like it was some like Hotep or, or someone was like, our genes are going to activate on December 21st and we'll be able to do things that people have who never will? seen. Who? The black Marlin. people. Black Thank people you. will on December 21st. <laughs> the DNA. And our bodies will activate. Maybe this is part of what? Uh, the the Letty spell from the end of Lovecraft Country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What what is Lovecraft Country is based on true story. This is real. <laughs> the magic is ours. That's how we bookend twenty twenty. Done. That's how twenty twenty. I'll do this. It's uh, like we. <laughs> We survived Y2K. We survived uh, 2006, June 6th on the sixth day. We survived all these. Mm-hmm. We survived all these random things. I think this is probably my favorite. Like it's like a post movie, but it's like my favorite like thing of internet. Like oh cool, like this thing is saying black folks are gonna have their DNA be X Men style unraveled, and we're just gonna start fully becoming mutants on that day simultaneously. On that day, midnight, so like, at midnight. I feel like whoever is writing books take that idea. 
make it happen and make it into a book. I will make it into a graphic novel. I'd read that. I and they make it into a movie. <laughs> like series. The day black people became superheroes and just like, <laughs> and it show the change in America. Just it, it, could be a, it could be a really good Black Mirror episode. Ooh. No, Black Mirror. Ooh. I Black Mirror. It could be a movie. It could literally just be called... Uh, Oh god, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of like something that's fun that's like like plays on like blackness, but also like is like a, a common social thing. Maybe it should be called uh BLM, Black Lives Matter. And then on that special and like we just oh, god. we just call that day, that title Black Lives Matter, and we're like Black Super Lives Matter because we came out of nowhere. Raising the fields. That reminds me too much of Will Smith in that bright movie where he hits the very oh, nice no. matter. No, I can't. I can't. But yeah, I'm for it. I could already imagine just the sheer fuckery that people of color could get in with of like, oh, I can shoot lasers out of my eyes. Oh, we burned everything down. <laughs> we, okay, we fly it into space. We, right. we do I'm gonna go underwater. I can just imagine just like and at some point like great. We're all it, I feel like it, it'd be like it would, like the boys. Be like the boys, but I feel like at some point it would wind up being like uh Genosha, like, you know what? We're too good yeah. for this world. We are too good for all of you unholy, non-super right. beings. We're going over here, we're taking the northern part of uh, Africa and we're going to make it uh, the super black superhero world and none of you are invited. We might say, you know what? We're going to make Africa a super We're going to lift Africa out of the earth and into the air and we're just going to be on it. And so y'all can just be underneath it. Hey, we would probably fix, you know, uh, all the water would just rush in, you know, just fill it. It would cost a couple of tidal waves here and there, but we would we would help with global warming, you know. We lower the, the lower the water line a little bit more. Give y'all a couple more years. No, but that would be dope, though. Everyone would have clean water. Everyone would have food. Everyone would have the necessities to live. But at the same time, I feel like people will start getting bored and create crime again just to be like, "I'm bored. Let's start a fight with that superhero group." You know, they could try because- us. They could try us, but we'll be ready. We'd be ready. So, so the thing All is, right. when, once you wake up and get your power, you have to like find other people with power so you can gang up because you can't be by yourself. You, no, it's gonna be Twitter. like Black Twitter is gonna be <laughs> <Yeah>. our cerebral. <laughs> I'm, I'm gone. I have I have studying and power mastery to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll be I'm about to have a whole school. I'll be moving my fingers and just cutting leaves from the forest of my <laughs> <laughs> come back as, as the rock lead seven game over. Yeah. You know, this is my, me and my best four. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm ready. So it's actually there's some really good memes though. I think my two favorite ones are uh, Dr. Manhattan with the uh, with the hat and the, and the yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, your cat. I saw you had one today with Elfin Lead uh, with the beginning oh of Elfin gosh, Lead. Yes. 
I was just yes. like, yo, that's oh, actually, that, that is, I don't know if that, the internet's ready for that one. I don't, I don't know how many people know that reference. Oh, my they know. Was, uh, the one with like, all the avatars and the Koofy and the Ankh medals. And I was like, oh man, this is going to be wild. I was like, our, I think it was like our ancestors' DNA power being passed down to us. Just like on Lovecraft. In conclusion, stay tuned to December 21st. We'll, uh, we'll let you guys know if anything happens. Or um, will we? I mean, we'll probably be on air on Planet Genosha doing our, 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 our streaming service. This might actually be our last episode ever, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. If, if, no, if, it, it won't be that. Yeah, we'll just come back and talk about things that are, you know, that only black superheroes would get. You know, it's just like, hey, do you remember how we used to wear capes? <laughs> Good times. Uh, but no, <laughs> it's a segue out of all this because we could do this literally all day because it's endless content yes. and I love it. Uh, this literally has been so much content, and I think the folks to blame are the folks at the Game Awards uh, and Absolutely. also uh, Disney. But we'll start with the Game Awards. The Game Awards definitely uh, threw a lot of content at us, um, and I'm going to start with the Marlins Corner because it's uh, so many things happening. Marlins, Marlins, Marlins Corner. Corner. Marlins Corner. Do it, yeah. So, um, yeah. not a big surprise, but still a little surprise to me. Um, the game of the year went to uh, Last of Us Part Two. Uh, definitely, I assume that they would have gotten tripped up due to uh, the after response to the game, but they like garnered enough uh, attention and enough positivity to kind of you know push them through. And also, they made numbers. You know, at the end of the day. They made they sold the highest they sold a crazy am, amount of units for that particular game in general, so it makes sense that that's what they ended up getting with. So they won, of course, game of the year. So congrats to you. Um, I think crowd favorite uh, indie game of the year went to Hades, which a deserved win. Um, Raymond's uh, top game right there. Hades got that indie game of the year. Uh, I definitely think you know it was it was a good, it was a good top contender. I think it definitely could have you know stood out from its class. I was so just I, I was just ha- I, I figured like, Last of Us was going to win. I was just happy it was nominated for game of the year. I feel like indie games get skipped over for that some a lot of times, even when they're really good too. So that just so made true. me happy in general. Yeah, I mean it, it made a big splash in a big way, and they got recognized. So big shout out to yeah. them. Of course, mobile game of the year went to Among us um you got uh twitch to thank for that <laughs> twitch took among us and definitely uh put it into the stratosphere uh so d- definitely big shout out to them innovation and accessibility was a category that definitely intrigued me when they first named it and i was like oh yeah we definitely have come a long way and i do think that the top two games in my opinion for accessibility were last of us and surprise surprise it was also assassin's creed valhalla uh those are two games that out the gate um have you set those accessibility preferences before you even start playing? And for me, it just reminded me of like how far games have come in terms of accessibility. Like, I want to give a shout out to like the Xbox, um, you know, crew because, mind you, they have an entire separate Xbox controller that's all about accessibility. So Sony doesn't have that, but Xbox does. So I do want to give credit where credit's due. They have so many different controllers for individuals who, you know, might not be able to control or use a game controller. So they definitely deserve that shout out. But this game, uh, but the innovation uh, and accessibility winner was Last of Us. Um, They definitely, because they came out before, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And of course you have um, the, if you're colorblind, color spectrum, 
They have um, options around holding buttons, pressing buttons, uh, slowing things up to give you better time to read things. So definitely was a lot of, I think, really strong uh, candidates, but I definitely was proud of to be a gamer because I feel like there definitely was a lot that came through this year for accessibility. So a big shout out to that. Um, family game of the year, Cat's Crew. Animal Crossing took home the W for that. It was the family yes. game of the year. Um, and also, I feel like it definitely should have been like this. I think a, a category should have been quarantine game uh, at the beginning of the mm-hmm. year. It's definitely. Yeah. Made a lot of people yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> like, you know what? I want to do stuff productive. I'm going to go outside and clean up the leaves on my island. Uh, <laughs> not my house. I'm going to just clean up the leaves on my island only. <laughs> I'll yeah, more for it. Very much. Yeah, so they got that, you know, game of the year for families, which all about this other category that came up, I definitely was confused by because the wording was really interesting. So there was action game of the year and then action adventure game of the year, which for me, I was kind of like, are those not the same things? And if so, like, what's the differing factor? Um, I think what was really interesting um, was the fact that the action game of the year went to Hades. And the action game of the year went to Last of Us. So I was kind of like, should those not be the same category? But I'm like, well, I guess one of them is a little bit longer because it's an adventure game. But it was an interesting distinction to see that, like, there's action, there's action slash adventure. Either way, Hades, again, came out on top for the win. So that's a big software. Like, Hades was really, like, stepping up and having that limelight. Like, hey, this is an indie game that's taking home a lot of big titles. So that was really good to see. And, of course, shout out to Final Fantasy because they won best, uh, I think, soundtrack. Which, I mean, when you think of a a game soundtrack, Final Fantasy is up there. Like, their soundtrack Mm -hmm. is always, like, orchestra level amazingness. And they bops. Like they're lightly, they, they remixed the seventh soundtrack, and it's like every time I'm battling something, I'm twerking. Like it's they made it hot. <laughs> continue, continue, Marlon. Continue. The Ross intros, yeah. Just uh, uh, I mean, I can picture that. Yeah, I, 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 I want an animated version of that. I want something to get like an animated version of, of like a a chibi cat twerking while holding a control playing Final Fantasy. Well, if Kat ever gets her like own like show for dedicated to games, that's probably gonna, what's going to look like. Oh. Just, <laughs> Kat, just with cat ear headphones, make a stallion just going at it, watching anime. Yeah. All right, um, that is my dream. Thank you. <laughs> that's the dream. I love. Now there was a category that definitely I think was really controversial in terms of like this whole crunch culture. Last of Us um, mm-hmm. won best game direction, and I think there was a whole lot of conversation around stipulations of like should games that have had established a crunch timeline be considered to have good game direction if you're telling your workers you have to crunch and work longer. So definitely with this conversation around should should a video game and the developer be considered to be nominated if they have said, great, we're crunching or we're doing like nonstop working hours to put this game out. So definitely was a very interesting thing to be like, hey, yeah, one, but like they also had like a lot of crunch time and like, especially during a pandemic, there just was a lot, the, the crunch culture was real. So I'd like to, like, just kind of hear from you all, like, when it comes to, like, this crunch culture, like, do you think it should just qualify a group of, in, a, a video game company from being considered up for best game direction? Or it, it, it or does it matter as much of, like, hey, the game was at least directed well enough to, like, get this W? <laughs> I don't I don't like that because I think about like in the movie industry, how long people have fought for their rights and they've managed to um, make it a little bit more fair with their workers and crew to get what they want. So like when they do win awards, I feel like 
it, it makes sense that that crew, you know, they were taken care of, but still put in the work to make that happen. And the game industry is like, it's such a, it's such an unfair work environment, especially since the pandemic, how people like for games, they, people had to work from home and knowing that they had to take the equipment from the workplace to home and like work, like, for days with no sleep, no eating, which was not like the pay that they deserve just to put it out. And then the game's buggy and then I have to do it all over again. Then the game gets, you know, they win, but the people who are really winning are the people who are on top, you know, they don't, they'll be like, oh yeah, thanks to the crew. But like the crew's still like recovering from working that game or they're already working on the next part of the game. Like they don't get a, a break. So I do feel like it's controversial and they're not getting the support they need. I feel like they, they need to like restructure that whole thing because this, if this is like the thing now, more people are going to keep doing it. And then it's going to be harder for, if you want to work in the game development industry, it's going to be harder for you to understand, like, this is the way of life. Now you have to like give up your life to put out a product, which it shouldn't be, but I think that needs to be reworked for sure, especially to be considered. Definitely. What do you think, Ray? I, the problem is unions. At least the film industry has unions, uh, and game industry. The game industry does not. Uh, and if they could, that's what needs to happen. At the end of the day, if this will push it to get closer to happening, I'm down. Uh, I don't think it's a solution to the problem, but I mean. If it's going to help anything that'll help, I'm down for. But the problem is that the game industry doesn't have unions. Uh, changing the stipulations on on best director of the year isn't really fixing that problem. But it's it's nice to think about. <laughs> I mean, what I love is that it's getting again. Uh, it's getting the same conversation kind of started again. I feel like we keep hitting on this like discussion of like crunch. Uh, and if the, the hope is that like this discussion keeps coming up and we keep getting pushed to make better changes, that's fantastic. But then again, like, you know, Neil Druckmann got put up to be the VP of his company, despite him putting in those crunch hours. So maybe it'll be a long way from the future before we see any kind of unionization. Um, and also I'll come back to this later, but this crunch uh, environment definitely doesn't always work out for certain folks in certain games. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Um, but there were two big announcements for me in particular that I absolutely uh, was like, floored by and really stoked by. Um, we got an update from Bio- BioWare, I think came out big and strong for this one. They came out hidden for the fences. They dropped another a teaser, which we love teasers. We, tra- trailers can be a bit much, but teasers, Fantastic. Byward dropped uh, two dope teasers. The first teaser was for Dragon Age. Now, it wasn't Dragon Age 4. It was just Dragon Age. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do. And what I kind of got from the vibe was that this is just a continuation of a story that was already told with Inquisition. And I love that Varric is back because he's introing the whole thing. And what I really want to th- talk about in poll was his quote from the teaser, which is that we need a new kind of hero. No magic hand. No prophecy. 
we need someone unexpected. And this is a callback to the prior Dragon Age games of someone who was like prophesized as like the hero, the legend. And again, the last game, someone with a magic hand. So if we're not going to go down, so this means that they're going to take, they're pretty much going to be pivoting away from the previous heroes that we know, and it's going to be someone completely different. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen, what this turns into. And we, of course, get beautiful shots of where we're at, which is to venture, which is really dope because this is where Dorian's from. This is where like the Magisterium is like all powerful. This is where magic is king. And I see Raymond clapping because I know Raymond's excited. <laughs> Raymond, tell me what you what you were thinking as soon as you heard Barrick's voice come over that beautiful uh, headset of yours. <laughs> I mean, it was, it's really just uh, it's, uh, I just love Dragon Age. I just was happy to see it. The, um, the yeah, no, I was just happy to see it. Plus, uh, I'd, I'd I had been wanting to see the Taventer Imperium for forever. So it was just like, we saw the concept art. So now we got to see a little bit more of it in this teaser. So just give me, give me something, uh, gameplay Bioware. Where's this game at? I want to know. I just want to, I just want to know, like, how long am I waiting for this game? Uh, I'm betting I can wait for a long time, but uh, <laughs> just don't do me wrong. Uh, make Inquisition Ooh. like again. Don't uh, do me wrong. So, but speaking of Don't Do Me Wrong, is the other game Mass Effect? The other uh, game definitely is Mass Effect. And what yeah. I love about that game is that, um, again, like if you play Mass Effect Andromeda, there's a huge letdown. Uh, it looked pretty, but it played really wacky. Uh, it just was so far and away removed from the original series. And my thinking was, and like, like, Honestly, let's be real, like that definitely ended like Mass Effect for a good, like they just stopped doing, like I think they were, had planned on doing like another one of that game. They just stopped from just mm-hmm. people commenting on the game alone. Like it was mm-hmm. just like all bad to the point where they were like, we're just going to you know, shelve it. So what I love about the trailer, so the teaser is that they were teasing that, hey, not only are we going to potentially start hitting on the original three you know, we, we we got to see what it looks like uh, Liara at some point picking up the N7 medallion. So they're bringing in like the Mass Effect we like knew and love, but they're tying in the Andromeda galaxy. So it looks like they're doing great. Let's just meet folks in the middle. Best of both worlds. Let's just like put it because like we because I feel like for the for the developers, they must have enjoyed Andromeda because they want to keep, you know, keep you know keep it going so it looks like they at least want to bring in some elements of it but i'm wondering just how far they're going to go with it because we of course get to see um the aura pick up that ends of the medallion we know that our main character from the last game shepherd definitely is gone like they made sure that we knew that out the gate so it's going to be interesting to see like where this character is going to lie are we going to be rider again there wasn't a lot of love for rider so it'll be really interesting to see uh where uh bioware goes with mass effect it's a beloved title mind you this is also on the heels of them releasing mass effect the legendary edition which is all three of the mass effect games just remastered because you know that was like gold for us so i'm really interested to see how they're going to take this new game that they're bringing back into uh i guess the fold of what you know of the mass effect game that we know and love but love to hear your uh your your feedback y'all i'm i'm hoping they i'm hoping it's a third person uh we don't need shepherd we don't we don't need to play as shepherd we don't need to play as writer but it's looking like if they're putting the two of them together i'm kind of hoping for um 
a little bit of inspiration from Dragon Age on how like you eventually met your character from Dragon Age two in in Inquisition and stuff. So like Shepard and Ryder can be around. That'd be pretty cool if like Shepard's like Admiral of Earth or something because he's still alive. Because it looks like they're going with the ending where like he kind of breathed at the end of it or he or she or whatever. That like so so like is Shepard actually going to be dead? That would be kind of cool if they're going with that ending and Shepard's not dead and then Ryder somehow comes back from the Andromeda Galaxy or something or they could get over there so you meet Ryder that way it'd be cool they can make this game well Casey Hudson I hope put this company in the right place but he also just retired so I don't know how either of these games are going to turn out so uh, we can get back to my statements on that after we get to my statements on uh, The Great Tragedy Uh, I feel like Bioware and most companies um, are on alert to how to proceed with whatever content they're doing because of this next topic I'm going to bring up. Um, so, <laughs> Flames. Cyberpunk 2077 came mm-hmm. out. We've been talking about it forever. We've been hyping it up. We've been very excited. Uh, and as opposed to just jumping into uh, my take on it, I'm just going to read to you a little bit of the important update announcement that CD Projekt Red sent out to everyone. I'll read you a few lines. Uh, Dear gamers, first of all, we would like to start by apologizing to you for not showing the game based on last-gen consoles before it premiered and in consequence, not allowing you to make a more informed decision about your purchase. We should have paid more attention to making it play better on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Now, they, of course, go on to say they're going to release large patches starting in January and into February. What I got from this statement is as follows. This game was originally supposed to be released back, I think, in April, and then it got pushed. Um, So with that in mind, this game would have come out and the PS5 would not have been released until months and months later. With that mindset, I feel like if you are... If you're a CD Projekt rep and your goal is to make this game and you're thinking to yourself, hey, we don't want to split the difference, you could have at that point decided, you know what, as much as it sucks, we're going to announce that this game is going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive game and save folks the time and effort. It's going to be terrible. People are going to be mad at us, but we're at least not going to release a subpar product. And instead of doing that, they kept pushing back the release date. They release the game in December, and here's what happens. If you, like me, have a PlayStation 4 and you play this game, you are going to face a series of issues like this. I cannot see the characters that I'm talking to at all without seeing them for five seconds and what looks like PlayStation 2 graphics. Um, They have a blank face and they are blurry, And I have to wait for a full 45 seconds for the graphics to load their faces. Now, if at any point in time I am using melee combat and I am hitting too fast or too rapidly and and I'm spinning my camera too fast, my game will just crash on me. There's been a certain point where I've been talking to a character and a car has come falling out of the sky on top of them. 
I've, I've run into an invisible car. Like, it's dead on. I'm just driving my car, and all of a sudden, I flip up because I crashed into an invisible car that was there. Um, so, at least the game, knowing full well that it does not work as well on these current gen, oh, sorry, these last gen consoles. Like, there's no way no one at that big ass studio played this game on the PS4 and said, you know what? This is fine. No one said that. I feel like in my heart of hearts, as a company, no one was like, hey, this is going to be okay. Like, I feel like if, which is why I'm saying, if they knew back in April that this game plays better on PC and PS5 engines, I feel like as much as I would have absolutely been upset, I would not have been as disappointed in the fact that this game is playing the way it's playing. I would have been like, you know what? I get it. I'll get a PS5. I'm going to be annoyed. I'll wait. But as opposed to me having to not enjoy myself and fully being upset that nothing is loading and it looks like I'm like I'm playing like some Sims emulator from 2005. But that's me. Raymond, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm gonna that's, wait. I don't think... I don't think WB would have allowed that. Um, and that's what that's where I feel like part of this problem was, was they probably were being pressured to make this game come out before the end of the year. But um, that doesn't excuse any of it because it's, it's, it's kind of unacceptable. And it has led me to, after this year, I'm making the declaration, I am no longer buying triple-A games within the first six to nine months they are released. I'm done. You got me enough this year. I'm done. Uh, if it's an indie game, they can't... Uh, indie games can't afford to come out in this they kind of state. can't afford to do this. Like, they just can't... Like, my buddy said it best last night in those exact words. If they cannot afford to do this. And so an indie game, I can get behind an indie game at launch because I can count on it being at least very playable, even if it's not triple-A quality. But... I'm done with AAA games. Get your shit together on crunch time. Get your shit together on your launches. Get your shit together because this is unacceptable. Y'all want us to pay $60, $70 for a game and make millions and millions and millions of dollars, but you can't you can't do it anymore? I just don't believe you. Like, I get, mean, get it together. <laughs> I think, yes, had the game been glitchy? I feel like, you know what? I, I would have accepted... I, I would have accepted uh, a and, Avengers and, level of glitchiness. I would have accepted that because at least it loads the, the environment around you. At least the environment loads. I'm, I almost am at a standpoint with this game of if this game was even that good, I think I still would be this upset because like you guys are treating employees unfairly. You aren't letting them go home. You take like you're doing all of this stuff uh, like with with work it with your work environment. And this is the games we're getting. Like I can't even hide behind that anymore with this with Avengers too. You start adding up everything this year. Like and so it's just it's y'all y'all got to get something to together like this is not this is actually kind of like very unacceptable of this game was supposed to be supreme uh, acceptable the game like, of the year the game of the year oh, no, this no. is i feel like i'm playing grand theft auto 3 sometimes when i'm playing oh this my game God. Like, and, and the game yeah. like this is we're we're in the end of uh, ps4 going to ps5 and i feel like that's the game I'm playing. Like, what what have y'all done? What what is how did you get here? I don't get it. <laughs> I agree. I feel like it's unacceptable. I feel like what's more unacceptable is the fact that they there seem to have been like 
willingful, there were people willing to ignore this problem that were only showing PS5 gameplay, that were only showing PC gameplay, that fully... I don't think, no, there is no PS5 gameplay, because currently right. the game isn't out for PS5, because that's another oh. problem. Is the game, yeah, if you are playing on PS5, what? you're playing the PS4 what? version of the game Wait, on the what? PS5. Wait, I feel like, like the only there, issue yeah. is that on PS5, like, it's just the graphics are loading. Because of the end. Well, and that's that's what I'm saying. It's because it's not the PS5 version. It's the mm -hmm. PS4 version of the game being played on a PS5. Uh, they, they, said, but the PS5 isn't the PS5 version of Cyberpunk doesn't come out until 2021. They pushed that one back. I don't know if oh. you remember that. One. What was the point of releasing it? <laughs> so people, they weren't so trying to get the PS5. Right, that's an even better question. What was the point of putting it out on a PS4 at this point too? Then, if that's if that was that's the so point. Weird. No, I agree with you. I had no idea. Wow, that's. That's just rude. Now we're getting into Fallout 76 territory again. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Raymond. Yeah, I agree with Raymond. I feel like it, it's just been, there's been so many letdowns this year. I feel like there's been so many consistent letdowns with AAA games that I feel like it's starting to alienate the base. Like, um, like even folks like IGN decided to come out with a rating specifically for playing this game on the PS4. And they gave it a four. Like, out of 10, like IGN, like IGN decided that we're going to rate this game right now based on playing off the PS4. This is a four for us because we this game is at some point is fully unplayable in certain levels. I'm I'm there are parts that are the, the rest of my review of this game is uh, I'm not enjoying it at the end of the day. Um, I think I can. Um, I think this game can be enjoyable, and my I would actually love to see what the difference with playing it on PC is, because IGN also then gave PC version a nine out of ten. So mm -hmm. I would love mm -hmm. to see what the. I feels like I'm just not playing the same game. Um, <laughs> that that's such a huge difference in score. Like you told me eight seven, I'm at least playing something similar. Six five, like nine and four. Like I must not be playing right. Cyberpunk. I'm playing. I'm playing Cyberpunk 2020 when everyone else is playing Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so and like you. is it? I'm trying to figure out, oh no, uh, I, I think I, I sent you all in the group chat, uh, so someone from either IGN or, or, or some other gaming uh, platform decided to do a frame rate test and play the game on PS4 and play the game on the PC. Um, and you can clearly see that there are certain parts of the game where the frame rates go down like 10 and 5 while playing the PS4. And, mm. and, and you go to the PC and they're like just running beautifully like they're like you you can fully see rendered everything from rain to like full like skin textures and it's just it's just embarrassing like this is like like this was their big game and they knew it was gonna suck but i feel like at the end of the day like raymond was right like at the end of the day they saw the amount of pre-orders they that, that they were there and they decided to make the calculated decision we'd rather sell this game and have people be upset and have a small amount of people turn the game back in, but knowing full and well that people are probably still going to try to play it on their PS4 uh, because in the hope, you know, as soon as they get that PS5, I'll play it on that. But like they fully decided to like bank on money. It's like, yo, we like the quality is subpar, but look at our like on Steam itself on Steam. They like they, they I think they're the top solo playing game on Steam so far. So they're like mm -hmm. they'd rather rake in the uh, like awards and the accolades than produce a quality content game. 
And I think in the long run, that's going to negatively affect people's decisions when it comes to purchasing games. And like, there are going to be a lot of folks like Raymond, like, hey, I'm going to wait to buy any of these games because I've been burned to literally back to back games. Like it's like, it is, it is, it is one thing entirely when it's like uh, a Batman game that happened a couple years ago and then another game, but it's like, it's another thing to happen from like, from, from, from Avengers to this game. It's another thing entirely to have that be back to back. So it's just, it's just annoying and it's sad. So my question is, are you guys going to take up how uh, Project Red was like, hey, we're willing to accept refunds to get your money back for for purchasing this game because we're so sorry. Are you guys, will you guys do that? Like go down that route? And would you be interested in purchasing the PC version to enjoy it? Or are you just done with it? Or are you going to try to do the whole PS5 thing later on next year. I think I'm going to give it a break. I mean, they're saying they're going to drop two huge patches in January and February. Maybe I'll come back in February and see if those two fat patches help. But like, I'm not in a position to like fully purchase a gaming, uh, uh, like PC to like play this game in the quality that uh, it's being shown. So uh, I'll wait, see what happens, but I'm just, Thoroughly disappointed um, because it's not like we haven't seen games that have amazing graphics on this PlayStation. Literally, we played what was it, uh, Horizon Dawn or D- D- Dawn Horizon on this. Like that was the PS4's like crowning achievement of like quality of what a, of what that system could run. So it isn't like it'd be completely outside of the norm for them to make a game that looks and runs like that. Uh, it's just really sad that this is where we are right now, where this crunch culture is getting to the point where money is getting in the way of actual quality direction. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it sucks because like, like Raymond said, like this industry is very unregulated. Um, there are no unions. Uh, I mean, we've, we've even seen this in, 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 in regards to like HR complaints about harassment. It's just a really un, unregulated system that we're kind of, taking a part of uh and i guess i mean unless they get a better hold of it or 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 better control over it we're literally at the mercy of what is they want to put out for us and i mean we could attempt to try to put our own words out there and i will say that i'm glad that cd project red decided to at least do one good thing which was still give their developers their like their like bonus even if their game was getting slammed for being unplayable so that was good to hear but it was also kind of like like what's going to be your long-term solution in terms of how you treat your developers and how you treat them and how you interact with them in terms of like what's going to happen next like like yeah they're getting a bonus but like they have to put out two patches that are going to be huge for the for january and then for february so what does this mean in the long term but i mean We'll see on top of this, uh, it's, it's, it could be, this game has so much potential to be truly draw, like truly just, just, it it, it could be great. And I feel like for folks who play on the PC, they've said this game is an amazing game. It's a top quality game for the PC. And I feel like it's like this huge feeling of FOMO of like, man, I want to play that game. And Mm -hmm. you can't because you don't run the same system. So um, yeah, I mean, I'll we'll see on top of it. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens, but that is happening in the world of games. But love to pivot over to something more fun uh, over towards Cat, which uh, Disney decided that they were going to have 
um, a yard sale of some kind and just were just tossing out everything to everybody. It was like a, I'll take it back. They, they had a full on Oprah moment. You get a show and you get a show and you get a spinoff and you get a movie and you get a series. So uh, Kat, tell us all about it. Well, you know, I feel like, and maybe this is just in my head. I feel like they've been listening to what we said because our concern about Disney at Disney plus as an app I mean, I remember Marlon was like, I'm only watching it for Hamilton and then I'm deleting it. Like our whole whole talk around Disney Plus all year was what is Disney going to do to keep people in? Because you've seen Netflix, you see Hulu. HBO Max is just killing the game right now, to be honest. They they stepped it up with the whole theatrical movies coming out on the day of with no extra costs. Ever since Disney did Mulan with the $30 thing, it's been kind of not that great. But because Mandalorian has been back on, that's been like their saving grace at this moment. So I think after that, we were saying, well, how is Disney going to maintain subscribers and stuff because it looks like they're not doing well but then this happened a few days ago disney do did have a whole you know all for one sale of what's in store for 2021 now the only thing we knew so far um was that i mean besides mandalorian that was it we've heard about how there's going to be some star wars shows you know probably happening but the great, the greatest news I feel like out of all this was we finally got some, some footage of the Marvel's TV shows. So like WandaVision, which was like the first one that they had advertised months ago. You know, we got some clips, we got some pictures. It's actually coming out next month. Um, I think, Eming, you're really excited about that. I feel like that was your, your uh, show yeah. that you were excited for. I forget. We all had like a show. We were excited yeah, for so many shows now. I'm kind I know of there's so many shows because I was like, I was all for you know Falcon, the Falcon show. Did they drop see, a new look, thing for that? The, yeah, they the dropped. Book. So they did that for Wonder Vision. They had one for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They had a thing for what for Loki, which made me. I don't even care if the show sucks. I just miss seeing Tom Hilson on the screen. So I'm like, I was hyped to see that. Um, they did mention like Hawkeye, but then on top of all the shows we knew about, they even talked about new shows we didn't even know about. So like, I don't know if you guys know about, you know, how an Iron Man in the in the comic books, but you know, is a is a little black girl named Riri. And I really love this series. And so I was like, man, I love this series because this came out uh, not too long ago from after when Miles Morales was announced. So it was like during the era where we're like, let's just make them be women or people of color type thing. And so Riri is such an awesome character. The fact that Disney Plus or Marvel, whoever, is going to make a show like I lost my shit. I was like, hold up, because it makes sense if we're going to go into the whole second phase of people taking up the mantle since, you know, the big MCU kind of have died and they're starting a whole new phase with new characters. And my whole thing was, you know, who's going to be Iron Man? It don't even matter. It's going to be Riri. And she's got her own show. And that's all I care about, you know, and if they have Riri and Shuri all together. Psh, bye. Goodbye, cat. Cat's going to be in heaven. Like, I'm excited. Um, But on top of that, I also want to kind of go into, um, like, so we know how HBO Max is going to have Wonder Woman coming out on Christmas Day with no extra costs. Um, Same with Disney. They're going to release the movie Soul, I think, at no cost, I believe. But at the same time, 
they they've mentioned that the next anim- animated film, which is Raya and the Last Dragon, that's coming out in theaters in 2021, they will charge. They will add a charge to that on that day when it comes out, which I find it funny. So people are wondering, like, Disney, um, you see what HBO Max is doing. What are you doing? And what are you doing for the Marvel movies like Black Widow and and um, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi and the Eternals? All those movies coming out next year. Like, are are they going to follow a similar format? Well, are they going to be smart? $30. I feel like they saw the visceral reaction from HBO Max to the other developers in Hollywood. And they're like, great. We know. And I think we, we, we said this last time, Disney has a chance to watch and observe and then coordinate. And I think we were smart on there. And we're saying, great, we're going to release um, movies in house, like property wise, maybe Pixar film, maybe shorts that are going to be free. If we're doing anything bigger on a case-by-case basis, we hold the right to charge for it, and we're going to consider it moving forward. So what that does for them is that they're allowed to kind of like have their cake needed too, where I'm like, we're not going to upset everyone. Not everyone's going to be happy, but there at least is the understanding that there's going to be like case-by-case basis, meaning if people can argue or present their, their, their like stance uh, correctly or well, they'll be able to like make adjustments to accommodate them. But I think that definitely puts them in a better light than uh, HBO put themselves in front of Hollywood over there. Everyone, everything gets released at the exact same time, streaming and in theaters. I mean, I understand that. They were looking out for the people who benefit from making the money and the connections from having that i get that um i just think hbo was thinking more of this is how we're going to get a lot of subscribers and this is how we're going to get more customers now down the line we might mess with them and bump up the charge but for now we're doing more than disney you know but you're right i feel like disney has been sitting back observing looking at the numbers and they're like no we're going to continue with this model because we own everything. And if you want this, you're going to have to pay for it. You know, I mean, it's Marvel, it's Star Wars, it's, it's all that. Who does not want to watch it? Very few people, I would say. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, you know, but at the same time, I am pretty relieved that, you know, all this new Marvel stuff is happening. So again, I will go over the list. So in January, we're getting WandaVision. Um, March, we're getting the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. May 7th, they still have Black Widow scheduled to come out on theaters. We do not know if it's coming out on the app. They keep pushing the movie back. <laughs> this is the third time. It's, it's borderline irrelevant. 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 I already forgot. I think there was one time I was excited for it, and then when they pushed it back, I was like, I already forgot what the movie's about. You need to watch, you know what? Uh, what was it, Winter Soldier, to get that flashback from Natasha. Like, what's that point again? Oh, she went to that dance school. <laughs> Oh, she, oh, she can't have kids? <laughs> oh, <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yes, like, okay, Black Widow, we, we'll, we'll, we'll look forward to you. Also in May is Loki's show, which, again, I mentioned I'm excited for because I've missed seeing Tom Hiddleston on the screen. Um, if you remember Endgame, we don't know what happened. We know what happened to the our timeline of Loki, but the Loki in that timeline 
He had an adventure with Owen Wilson, apparently. I was so mad. Right? It's like, what is this? Where are we? Also, I want to give to Owen Wilson. He doesn't look like a college idiot. And I'm like, okay, you have grown up. You're a full on. He did. Oh, he's being serious? Oh, this is a whole new character for Owen Wilson. He's like, oh, wow. Wow. And he's like, wow. oh, I'm actually in wow. charge of the underworld. Come with me, Loki. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Well, it, it was like something I wasn't expected. And now I'm, I'm really, I'm really expect, like, I'm really excited towards seeing it now because it's something different and new to, to look forward to. Um, in July, we have Shang-Chi. That movie's supposedly coming out in theaters. Summertime is the What If animated series, which is a big thing because they have, they had every Marvel actor ever do the voice of the character in the show and if you're familiar with the what if comics it's like what happens if so and so and so and so got together and this happened you know what happens if whatever and so i i look forward to it because it's something as a for me personally when i read these as a child i always thought it would have been a really great tv show and why they not made it this into a tv show and finally they are so it's like fulfilling my childhood dreams in uh seeing it and, and seeing how it is um so towards the end of the year is, <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought of Ray every time I saw this. So Miss Marvel too. <laughs> yeah, Marvel, uh, maybe they redeemed themselves. Say yeah. <laughs> so Captain Marvel too. Yeah. Oh no, no, sorry, sorry, not Captain Marvel too. Miss Marvel, the TV show. Sorry, sorry. Oh. That looks really good. Wait, the TV show. So. Yeah, they yeah. Had right. I got it. Yeah, that's why. Really good. Wait, why'd you look at why? Why is uh, oh, did you like uh, the the first one? Are you sorry because you didn't en- en- enjoy the the movie? No, because you were all about Kamala in the in the game, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, wait, are we talking about Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel? My I bad. Got that's why I got confused. Twice. So, yeah. Marvel in the Marvel universe. Marvel or Captain Marvel. It's from you. So I was, I was like, whoever Marvel. Um, I am excited about. <laughs> I am excited about this Kamala Khan show. Uh, I think yeah. uh, a lot of promise. there's a little bit of, there's a, there's a lot of promise and it looks like they're, they're trying to, uh, I wanted them to kind of imbue it with a little bit of Disney Channel vibes with it because I felt like, that's, a, I feel like that's the right call for that, kind, for that show in this universe. <laughs> so... I, mean, I don't know if that's what like, we're getting or like right, we'll see. Right. Or like oh just a God. typical like teen thing of like, I gotta do this. Come with yeah. me type thing. Uh, like I feel like th- they could make it like CW-ish, you know? Like something like the I feel like true. if they can yeah. make anything from DC, it's like their CW shows. Uh if they could make it kind of like the flash, it's kind of like it balances like funny and also serious moments. Again, this is a young woman of uh, Middle Eastern descent in America. If they can bring me real moments of what it's like to be that in America, as well as being a superhero, this show could definitely break some barriers. Like, and I know it's going to be uncomfortable for a lot of Disney folks to be to be to be faced with that. But if Disney could actually get a cast and crew to 
reflect this in a way that I think is impactful and powerful, this could really change the way we look at Marvel TV shows. I feel like Marvel definitely plays it too too safe when it comes to these things, or they just go too like wacky or too dark or too stereotypical. Whereas the CW, I feel like they definitely take the time to like address uh, you know discriminations in a way that I feel like are really prevalent and really amazing. Um, I mean, I feel like like. An example would, I think, has to be the fact when Barry and Wally had that argument about Barry being the white son and like how hard it is for him to be like a smart black kid. And I, I think it's, there, are just moments, there are just moments like that, I think, that make that show stand out. So if Kamala, if her show could bring that as well as bring the wackiness because she's a stretchy person, uh, that'd be fantastic for me. I think it'd be great. I think it's nice that the main character's name is Kamala and the vice president's name is Kamala. You already know you're going to see some uh, references in media about that, you know, when that comes out. You know, I already, I already am imagining the memes. The memes will be there. Definitely. A lot of fist bumps. But Kat, I want to jump ahead <laughs> to something I was excited by and it got me really stoked. Um, uh, there was like a, a teaser for something that made you like, like fully like roll over laughing, but also be like, I'd watch that. Uh, they're doing a Buzz Lightyear movie, but oh, it's yeah. about the astronaut that inspired the Buzz Lightyear toy. Yeah. And yeah. the person playing, I think it's Brad Pitt. And is, is, is it, isn't it Brad Pitt? Sorry, Chris Evans. Oh my God, different white guy. Uh, Chris Evans. <laughs> oh, sorry, Chris Evans. Watch yourself, Marlon. Watch yourself. Chris Evans, everyone's favorite woke bang. Uh, Chris Evans is going to play uh, Buzz Lightyear or play the person who inspires Buzz Lightyear. And I am all excited to see how they're going to play this one. This is going to be just fantastic. Like, there's just so much they can do. Like, are they going to do, like, a regular astronaut story? Are they going to do, he, like, meets an alien story? Because if you watch the Buzz Lightyear TV show, he meets aliens. So I'm wondering, like, are we going to see, like, some really weird, like, Christopher (laughs) Nolan-esque astronaut movie where he's, like, in space and he gets lost and he has to, like, like, Sandra Bullock-style take his arm off and get back to the spaceship? Like, I'm wondering just how far they're going to take this. Yeah, that is a good. I don't know. I feel like it's giving me. If you saw the movie that Tom Hanks played Walt Disney, it's giving me those type of vibes, where it was just a good wholesome movie with some laughs and some halls and Ooh. oh, this is a nice story type thing. I feel like it's like on that vibe, okay. but who knows? I it's Chris Evans. It. Also, shout out to uh, was it Andy Samberg and. Uh, Oh my God! Who's the other guy? Who's it's Andy Samberg and another character? They're basically they're bringing back Rescue Rangers. Yes, and I'm I all about it. it. I'm about that too. I, they will do that well. It, but it was like the moment I saw the light, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch that." Like, but I mean, I am concerned that it is gonna be about. Uh, it, it's gonna be very similar to um, what was that? Ducktales, please. No. The, <laughs> John Mulaney and John Andy Samberg. Yes, that's who it was. John Mulaney's in everything. John He's Mulaney just and uh, Andy <laughs> like that's a pair. Like John Mulaney's hilarious, and if they're going to be Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, I'd a thousand. I've been watching uh, Big Mouth, and I love that show. But I look yes. at John Mulaney's voice either on Chip or Dale uh, and Andy Samberg. But what I'm concerned is that they're going to be doing the Smurf style thing, where it's like animated characters and live actors i'm like oh that's a bad choice i'm like oh, yeah no y'all kind of <clears> i'd rather like my i'd rather it's like you know what we're gonna retroactively change that just begin a cartoon because i'm definitely like no one likes these i mean i take it back kids like these so maybe it's a quick buck 
But I feel like Yuck. Rescue Ranger is such a good property. You could make it into a cartoon. You could. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good thing to reboot. That's like actually a good idea to reboot because it is it, knowing how this, how a lot of kids stuff kind of relates to STEM now. You do need like a show where animals are fiddling in STEM. And what better way to do that with people who are super animated in real life doing the voices? Yeah. Like, it's, it's cool. I, I, mean, I like it. And, you know, and speaking of like, not a reboot, but like a throwback, they're doing crowd favorite Sister Act 3. I know. With Whoopi but, Goldberg. And I'm like, but, get them, Whoopi. But get them together, sister. Who's going to be directing it, though? Uh, uh, Your favorite guy. Ryan Coogler? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Raymond's face. I don't know who is saying Sister Act 3 cat. His name is uh um Tyler Perry. <laughs> I didn't want to say it out loud. Because I'm like, oh Tyler, you can't do what you normally do in these movies and make a, a evil dark skin mm. protagonist and light skin hero yeah. characters and include Jesus yeah. every four minutes. Yes. I mean, I, t- I take it back. You can, cause it is a, a direct movie. So you can insert Jesus. Dang it. It's the perfect film for him. But the colorism and the anger. I mean, the- it is Disney. So I'm sure he'd approve. Wait, but, wait, wait. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's, he's a producer. He's not the director. Okay. 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 But Raymond, uh, Raymond he, I'm sure one of the executives. But Raymond, if you remember, oh, he no. he writes all his own scripts. So I don't <laughs> Yeah, no, I just <laughs> I imagine he's trying to this is the script. I'm producing it. Do it. Used to be angrier. Used to be angrier. <laughs> gonna write it too, or he just produce? No, I'm, just, I'm just like right now, just as producer. Producing it. But I'm like picturing him be like, "This is on my studio because he has a big ass studio in Atlanta." It is. He owns half of Atlanta, so yeah, was, they're gonna film it there. So I'm already seeing him like elbowing, like write this in. This is this is what we're doing. It's in my I studio, see that. and I'm and I'm putting the bill for this movie. <laughs> Tyler Perry, we we admire your hard work. We just don't agree with some of your uh, viewpoints. That's all. I just want to say that in case you try to really? send something to us. I'm just that As, yeah. And then just, also, just throwing it out there. Raymond's <laughs> favorite film is getting a three-peat reboot. First Family, Fantastic Four. Uh, yes. And I'm going to call this one Fantastic Four. If it don't work, try it again. Uh, <laughs> the fourth time is Whoa. the best. <laughs> Well, um, <laughs> here's the thing about the Fantastic Four. Oh, okay. Uh, it makes sense that they're doing this uh, instead Marvel of doing the X Men. Disney has um, Disney's there, yeah. Disney has the property. They they tried to fit uh, Spider Man in, um, and so now they're trying to fit Fantastic Four in before they go back to doing the X Men. Because I mean, honestly, it's safer to do the Fantastic Four than it is the X Men because it Ooh. it still hasn't been done right. So like, the bar is really low on a Fantastic Four movie. You can thank uh, for that. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, that makes sense to me. I am. Come on, John Krasinski. Uh, Come on, John Krasinski. Just do it, man. You, you. I, I hear. I hear. It's it's what people want, and so I feel like since we're getting 
I feel like Disney has been giving us more of the actors that we want to see. So come on, I feel like it's um, likely. I thought John could do it too. I mean, just take that Christopher. What's it called that uh, Amazon film it was in the little about terrorism that was really dated. Uh, Ryan and John Ryan, yeah, Jack Ryan. Just take that Jack Ryan like beard and that gruff and add some little white tips, and you can be you can be Mister Fantastic. He can act like Jim from The Office, just a bigger asshole. That's literally Mr. Fantastic. I feel like, yeah, I feel like if they could, I feel like John's also a great actor. He, he, he could also help with like directing. Yeah, I feel like, I agree with Raymond. I definitely think Disney could do it better, but I'm definitely like, the bar set so low. Y'all just got to just hit on like four geeky topics and just wrap the film yep. up. And uh, we'd be like, yep. they did good. They played it safe. I <laughs> I want to make sure I go on record. Not saying that I think Disney can do a good job, but that the bar is really low. <laughs> yes, the bar so is low. Enough. The bar is really low. All Disney has That's to all. do is just not try to make the, the the overall plot too convoluted. Just stick to what we know. Don't make it a repeat as much as possible. Maybe insert some small new things. Don't go balls to the wall. Uh, just step over the bar. That's all you got to do is step over the bar, stick your leg in, and you win. <laughs> just all you have to use all you gotta do is just literally it's did you know it's wonder woman good film but wonder woman also just had to step over the bar of batman v superman because it was already yep. set so low it wasn't a great film yep. but it was just better than batman mm-hmm. v superman that's literally this movie is. did they talk yeah. about the spider-man movie at all i can't remember yes they talked about how yeah, they yeah. got on they they got on board the og spider-man's and um, we also got Christopher Molino, whoever uh, Doc Al- Ock was. Alfred, Alfred Molina. Yeah. So I think they're going to do some Sinister Six slash some Spider-Verse uh, thing. I heard yeah. today some, some talks about uh, um, they're trying to get they, – there's some rumors about Willem Dafoe. Um, we're oh, finally hearing about rumors on uh, Amazing yeah. Spider-Man Two Green Goblin. Uh, Wait, you oh, mean, uh, I mean, so, wow. I mean, you, uh, he, uh, he, I mean, he, Willem Dafoe died, sure, but so did Alfred Molina's character. So, true. so this is uh, like some kind of alternate universe where they're alive, most likely. Yeah. Ooh, spicy. So, oh wait, we what? might get. Everybody. Who was his son again? It was uh oh my god, he was everyone's favorite. The Franco. Uh, Franco brother. Yeah, Franco's the first you, one, but the second one was Marlon today. You and names, white man names are just not yeah. coming to me at all. White man named Shield. Either will be Brad, James, or or John. That's 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 If they're bringing back all those characters, does that mean they're gonna bring back the original Venom? Which is our boy. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's also possible. I hope they bring back our boy. And it's just like a scene of like, no, no one wants to see you do it. No one wants to see you do it. And it oh, no. acknowledge the Sam Raidy Spider-Man with his little weird little dancing scene. They also have to the emo yes, it, I feel like they, there's just so many points where they have to acknowledge how wacky that universe was. Um, literally, that, that, that whole movie was just ridiculous. It was just, it was just like fan fiction. But I'm excited for it. Either way, it's going to be fantastic. I'm just thinking about all the Aunt Mays. Like, uh, <laughs> you Aunt May, and then you got old Aunt May, and then other old Aunt Right. <laughs> right. That's, that's, the, that's what I want to see. Like, how y'all going to dress that? Like, how are they going to be like? I feel like they're going to be like, why are you so sexy? And it's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't know. <laughs> you know, um, I, I feel like they're just going to discuss like, how do you, uh, how do you fix this for Peter? Yeah, I do that. And I do this for Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I keep a gun under my bed. That's why I do. Like, it would be something mm-hmm. wacky like that. Like all those Aunt Mays, I don't know if they're still alive or not. I mean, I don't know, about, especially the Sam. I mean, they could pull a, a Dumbledore and just find an old white lady because old white ladies at a certain point look all the same. Um, <laughs> fine. Uh, first of like, all, y'all know I'm right. I was not happy with oh. that casting. <laughs> I was so <laughs> pissed. I did not like that. I did not like that. Aiming has very specific old white lady actions that she enjoys. No, I meant the Dumbledore. Oh yeah, but I feel like, like, like to be truthful, unless you watch the first Harry Potter film, you fully forgot. Like, you're like oh wait, no. dude, he sounded better. The first oh, Dumbledore yeah. sounded better. But it's like, Richard Harris, you sound the like Dumbledore. Angry, yeah, all oh, the time. Did you put your name in the goblet? Like, like sir, you read the, you read the, that was me. It, it doesn't say yell. It just says, "Hey, did you put your name in the goblet of fire?" There's no exclamation at the end of the sentence. I, I, I just, I just wanted to jazz it up a bit. <laughs> so, like that was a little much for, Michael, for the children in the audience. He didn't read the book either. Just so yeah, weird. he didn't read the book, so he was just like, "Oh, I was going for you know a Shakespearean character." Or something like that. Take that shit somewhere else. Um, But I do want to... Sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Marlon. No, go ahead. uh, Speaking of another beaten horse, uh, they're going to try to do another Indiana Jones movie. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to mention that, yeah. Which makes me upset. Is this man, he doesn't like Star Wars at all. And it's gone on record to say he doesn't like the movie. But he will do five Indiana Jones films. And he likes it. Harrison, He's a star. Harrison Ford. He's a star. I get it. But they're all like, at a certain point, they're like, yo, we get it. You're kind of a not the good guy anymore. Like you're you're a white man just stealing artifacts and putting them into museums. You're not the good guy. He wants money. He still wants his money. Oh yeah, he wants his, his, his money. He's, and, he's reaching 80. And, uh, he's reaching 80, Marlon. Buy more earrings. <laughs> buy more earrings. You know, you got to get the tongue piercing next. I you know, like you would, that costs after- money. Uh, the Crystal Skull, they call it a wrap. And I feel like, isn't Steven Spielberg coming back on to direct, it, uh, direct this one? And it's like, that's cool. Like, be a part of it. Yeah, I feel like no one's going to, like, when was the last one released? Like, kids are probably... Like, 2006? No one wants this anymore. <laughs> I don't. But I will watch Harrison Ford. That's the problem. I don't want to watch Harrison Ford either. Some right. old man <laughs> pretending to run through scenes. He's going to count. There's going to be so many cutscenes where he like goes to run. They cut the camera. Oh. Get someone in the white wig to like go run for him. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. I need to know how old Sean Connery was. And, He's 80. And, uh, 80 something. Not Raiders of the Lost Art. When The Last Crusade came out. That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. He was at least that. sixty. He's around. He was around sixty when he did that movie. Eighty nine. Came out in eighty nine. He was born in thirty. So yeah, almost sixty. And he was running. But then again, you're talking to about another old man who was James Bond for hella long. Like he was James Bond later in his years. Was more. You know, and then he had. Was he like the? And then he stopped. Wasn't he like the hit women James Bond? Wasn't that, wasn't that his arc? Or like he hits women? Like- oh, the one who, who who collected STDs like Pokemon? Oh, yeah, that was that James Bond. I'm like, this is not a good yeah. movie. <laughs> this is kind of... I mean, yeah. 
but it was a, I, it was a man's man to me, you know. I know. A lot of a lot of a lot of white men folks like crazy. that. Yeah, that is punching white folks. What's happening? <laughs> Especially white women. Yeah. Y'all think y'all would be concerned about this? They were I all about that back in the day. Harrison Ford was. Do you all know how old Harrison Ford is? <laughs> he's he's seventy. He's like seventy eight. So he's almost yeah. reaching eighty. I know yeah. that because he's the same age as my grandma. Yeah. <laughs> this my grandma says all the time. He's not going to look the same in his costume. Yeah, it's going to be weird. I'm, <laughs> I'm not into well, this. did you not see him when he was Han Solo in the movie? But I like, feel like even then, like he looked like cosplay. I feel stuff. like even then, he like they at least gave him kind of like uh, like it wasn't the exact same costume. It had elements of it, but it wasn't like verbatim. Right. But for this one, his whole outfit is like him in that coat and that hat, and it's like it's not going to be this. Like he can't do the full. I'm sure he can't wear his arms up that high to whip that crap that whip anymore my question is what year are they doing this in because the when he was younger it took place in like you know the 40s then when they had the one, it was what 50s the 50s because they were testing out more bombs maybe i don't know so is this one set in the 70s like all i know is that he slept with some woman that he knew since high school and that was uh Sorry, he he taught some women in high school and then ended up sleeping with her later on. That was weird. What, what are you talking Wasn't about? Wasn't one of like the women in the film, like either it was like eight, like like he knew her when she was like under 18, and then like they ended up like getting together in the film. And I'm like, that's yeah, they're like, that's not okay. That's oh, okay. the girl from the first Indiana that Jones met grooming. up with him in the fourth Indiana Jones. Yeah, like she wasn't underage. She was. They were like, working together in the first movie. Like there was a major un, unthought about plot was that the fact that there was a, he had interaction with some underage girl before, not sexual, but then like later on he got together with her. It was like this is kind of a weird teacher student dynamic. To, I need to look into that. I need to look into that. Now there were scenes where the kids were like, "Oh, Professor Jones," you know, and he's like, "Call me Indy" or whatever. But as far as the girl in the fourth movie, it's the same girl from the first movie who's old too. Because they remember they got tied to this. They had to close their eyes. But uh, we'll have a special episode about Indiana Jones. I do want to um, finish up the shows before we go. So we still have the new shows are wait, She-Hulk, wait, which I I'm very it. much looking forward to. I have. What? When Marion Ravenwood and Indiana Jones met in Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's not the first time they cross right. paths. Uh, they've got history. Uh, for roughly 10 years before, Marion had a fling with Indiana. Had an affair with her when she was like 15. So Stephen Spielberg said, <gasps> 15 is right on the edge. Once she was 16 or 17, it's not interesting anymore. So it's official that Marion was 15 when Indy starts sleeping with her. That's official. In the what? novelization of Raiders of the Lost Ark, Marion is 15 when Indy starts sleeping with her. Dang, she didn't so look 15 in that movie. That's why I was saying this man is problematic. <laughs> this man is problematic. Yeah, no idea. So he's basically a James Bond doing archaeology, basically. Except it's under a girl. Okay. It's all bad. That's why Sean Connery was his dad. Oh, God. It was terrible. Everything's making sense now. I can't stand Hollywood. Wow, Marlon, thank you for that tad bit. Uh, I knew because I, I think I was watching sad. something. Like I think I was watching some show and some like 
uh, Pundit was like, Andy Andrews is gross. And then I was like, ooh, tell me more. <laughs> I think this is like, I got to get the data on this. But yeah, I was like, that is gross. Why is that glazed exactly. over? That is super glazed over. I had no idea she was that young. I don't care what time period this was. That's still, ew. I'd be like, it was in the 30s. I don't care. That's it's full grown man out too here. Much. That man was 40 something. 40 something. It's in the novel. That's and then, like, and I think it's weird because like, they kept the exact same like names of like, oh, my name is, and I think they like hinted at like they had a past, didn't talk about it. But it was like, if they're, if the, if the history they're talking about is straight from the book, he slept with her at 15. Such a, such a sad thing to find out about your movie heroes. This is why Nathan Drake is the real archaeologist besides Laura Croft. Anyway, <laughs> to finish out on the shows uh, She-Hulk is coming out it's going to have both Tim Roth and Mark Ruffalo in the show I don't know how they're going to do that Wait, isn't Tim Roth, um, I'm curious what's his name uh, uh, Abomination yeah but I thought Abomination was like he wasn't he didn't die well, what's weird is they're going to be referencing the, the the Norton era of the Hulk which is right. wild. It's like, mm-hmm. we're not going to bring up Norton. So maybe there'll be a scene where Tim Roth's like, you look different. And he goes like, it's fine. And we just glaze over it. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that Mark Ruffalo's Hulk hasn't even like met Abomination. So there's like so much room towards him having his own thing finally. Whether that's a movie or a show or something like... Hulk, this Mark Wolfield hasn't had... I feel like he would have an interesting movie because he took Hulk in a different direction that I think made it interesting, you know? I feel like I feel like Edward Norton's Hulk was really great and pretty much close to the comics, you know? But because of, you know, behind-the-scenes drama, Mark Wolfield was the choice. But I, I do like how they made this Hulk, the cinematic Hulk, his own mm-hmm. thing. I mean, when you get to Thor Ragnarok... Hulk has a whole personality and I was for it. You know, and then you get to Infinity Wars and Endgame. I'm like, I actually want to see more of this Hulk. So I wonder even, they're not even, they're not even going to let us know if they're thinking of even making Hulk have their own movie show or whatever. Cause he's doing a lot more than being a scientist. And I'm just curious. Well, I feel like it's probably going to be helping him get out of this smart Hulk. Because as everyone knows, Smart Hulk is not as strong as regular Hulk. And it looks like this version of the Hulk is that Smart Hulk. Like he's do, he's fully giving sentences. He's doing mathematical equations, which means that he's going to be significantly weaker. So I'm wondering if this, is, if this was a way that um, Bruce Banner did some self-therapy after he got completely curb stomped by the, by, the, by the Black Order. Like if Tim Roth's going to be like, you're weak because you... Because this version of your Hulk isn't tapped into that rage anymore, and we're going to have to see him either trying to like wave, bring it back, or wave it out. So you mean? Also, his his arm's not going to heal. I read that That's somewhere that, that he's like his arm is done. Like it's going to be like that forever. So he's definitely going to be weaker. Yeah, just which like, means that Hulk's going to have to come through and be his muscle mm-hmm. out in these streets. She, she, yeah, and she is actually, I think, what smart, smart Hulk aspires to be because she's hella smart, but she's hella strong. So she has, I think her DNA like reacted differently to it or something like that, to where she's able to yeah. enact that strength, but also be coherent. But yeah, I think have to be because the, I think they have yeah. to team up, but she's going to have to be like the heavy, heavy, and I'm sure there's going to be so many people, specifically men. 
She's like, I'm upset of like, why is she no stronger than Hulk now? This is ridiculous. Um, but you saw what Hulk went through, right? Fans, you saw that, so that's why. Um, I was hoping that they were gonna add a Daredevil into this because She Hulk is usually a lawyer, and in the comics, they kind of run into each other. So I don't know. There's still up in the air about Daredevil having bringing that back. There is talk that he's going to be in the Spider-Man 3 movie too, which I'm like, there's hella characters coming That's in the movie. Good. That's another discussion in the future episode about that Spider-Man. We need to have an episode of that because I need therapy. There's just too many characters. But okay, whatever. So we have we have She-Hulk. We have Moon Knight, which is still happening. Mm-hmm. I am really excited mm-hmm. about that. I still don't know how they're going to show that on Disney, but we're going to stay mm-hmm. tuned and watch Hopefully it anyway. Hopefully. And then we have Secret Invasion, which I was really excited because I love the Secret Invasion storyline. And it will have Nick Fury finally having his own little thing with, you know, the little um um Talos, the skull. Right? Were you shaking your head no to this scroll? I was I was um uh, yeah, the scrolls, but I was upset because I I was like, man, this is the one thing I didn't want y'all to announce. I would have rather y'all just like hit at it a couple more times and like oh, build yeah, that's it up true. and then announce it, like rather than just uh, tell us like two years from now, yeah. hey, we're gonna do secret invasion. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess that's less cool. But you know, I'm gonna be on it. Like, that would have been like, the my best favorite, surprise like, because we're right. introduced to them being as like refugees and wanting to help them. Mm-hmm. That would have been the greatest slow burn of like. This was all a trick. This is all a long con. Especially the end of Endgame. Oh my gosh, if that was like revealing Endgame in the post credits, I would have lost my, I would have lost my head in the theater. I would be like, it's not over. Let's go. Like they, they could have, they could have used that. They could have, we, we, they could have used that. But uh, yeah, Secret Invasion, Armor Wars with Don Cheadle. Don't know what that's about. Guardians of the Galaxy is going to have their holiday special. That's not till 2022, though. And I am Groot. It's finally going to have little animated shorts because if Baby Yoda is not around, little baby Groot's going to be around. Well, I don't know if it's going to be baby, but little Groot's going to going to be around. Uh, you know, warming our hearts. But um, there's so much more Disney's doing. Um, I will say Disney is already telling us that they're going to charge us an extra dollar starting March. So I feel like that's the beginning of upping their charges. Um, so stay tuned if you're still paying for that. Maybe. They they didn't say much on it, but they had they had children of butter and bone up there on the, yeah. on the I saw that, they, yeah. They, they talked about so it for a second things. at least. So. I'm uh, so happy about that. So as I said, you know, Disney patiently waited. They were like, we're waiting, we wait. Now we're going to drop our news. And it was literally a bomb. Like, there's so much, how Amy says it, oversaturated with content. I feel that. I think that. there's one show, Kat, that reminded me of you. And I look forward to you watching oh, it. One? So, what? it's going to be an academy. Of, there's there's, there's, there's going to be a show. Uh, and it's called Turning Red. And May, when she, this, in, in this little girl, her, her name is May. And when she experiences awkwardness of being a teenager or gets too excited, she transforms into a giant red panda. <laughs> I was like, this is a show cat. And, it, and I think the, and like the screen grab is that this little kid and this just big ass red panda. <laughs> it looked like Baymax, <laughs> but like a furry. And I'm like, oh my God, I cat has got to watch this show. 
I will watch that. That seems like a show I will watch <laughs> to be happy. So, so I will, yeah, I will live, live action uh, Agatsuko is what you're yes. saying? Yes, Raymond. Yeah. Yay! I that live action. 3D, but of course, 3D Pixar. But of course, right? like almost all these things, most I mean, most of the good stuff's coming out in 2022. Yeah. That's fine. But Disney's already starting off strong with yeah. January, so I'll I, I already give them props for that. It's gonna be a good year, yeah. guys. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna Let's slow it down. Oh, yeah. Let's get off this ride. I think yeah. we're done. I'm trying to, I'm trying to take us right. Hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. <laughs> anyway, with that skirt, with that. Said, this is the last episode of Geekverse. I had so much fun enjoying the year with you guys, discussing the ups and downs of our geek fandom. You know, the the goods, the bads, the excited things, the sad things. It's been a great year, and I'm really excited about next year, knowing that there's so much content to explore and discover. So, thank you guys so much for that. Um, to our listeners, again, a huge shout out and thank you to you guys. We appreciate you so, so much and staying with us for our second season. When we come back, we will be in our third season of Geek Force. And it's all thanks to you. Um, if you miss us within the next few weeks because it's the holidays, feel free to hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, if we stop by, if we, if we have Twitch up feel free to stop by and say hi. We'll be there. Um, yeah, we, 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 we honor you guys so much in your support and we will continue to work hard and bring you the best content ever that we can. And, also, and so with that said, aware that something yes. soon is coming. Something soon. And you'll find out soon. But not today, but something. <laughs> oh, your cat, cat is talking is over you. My cat is also excited. We're all very excited about this something, something, <laughs> food, something, dog side, something, 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 geek. Okay. What Marlon said. Does anyone else want to add in their final goodbyes of 2020 before we lock this into a vault? <laughs> to a vault? Do we have a vault? The, the, the podcast vault. Have a lever right next to me. It's over here. Let me just hit the. Let me just pull the lever real quick. There it is. Okay, the lever has been pulled. Um, oh, we have to get. We have to get some people out of it. I'm so sorry, everyone. Uh, oh my goodness, did we not get uh, Chris Cameron out of this hole already? What's happening, guys? I told you to clean out. I told you to clean out the trap. What's happening here? We told. I told you Chris Cameron was supposed to be released last week. I'm so sorry, Chris. Let me close it back up. I'm so sorry. Oh my goodness! Okay, we have to get that out. Okay, let's, uh, let's uh, wrap. I have to go get rid of Chris. Uh, this is a this is a lot. Thank you for just putting that on me, everyone. It's it's my holiday duty right now. It's ridiculous. Raymond is the next person that gets to, that gets to hold all the prisoners. Okay. Raymond's <laughs> <laughs> like I'm barely listening to you right now. I'm, next I'm somewhere. Else. Michael Bay and Raymond gets to hold on to him. Okay, that's all I got to say. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Ray, you have anything at before we end 2020 on the show? Oh, okay. He ready for 2020. Happy holidays, happy holidays, and happy new year. That's all I got. Cat, we, okay. cat, cat, we have to go, Cat. I really have to feed Chris. He's getting really angry down there. I'm so sorry. Chris, okay, I have, okay, okay. Chris, I, Chris, I have Cheez Its. Cat, we have to go. Cat, I'm so sorry. We have to cancel this. We have to go. <laughs> Okay, you guys, thanks again for sticking with us. Have a wonderful holiday season. 
you know, have as much fun as you can. Stay safe, wear your mask, and geek on forever. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.